0: All right, so let me get this straight. We had Ben Shulman, Ben Nicholson-Smith, and Ben Wagner, and you guys expect us to do a post-game show with dudes named Kevin and Jeff. Yes. All right. I guess we'll have to do it. I guess we have no choice because, quite frankly, if I did have a choice, I wouldn't be doing a show after this game because – Kevin Barker, six-two loss to the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, the Orioles now one of the emerging powers in the American League East. Uh, I mean, this is—it's like rinse and repeat. You know, we talked to John Schneider before before the game. We had a chance to talk to John Schneider, of course, on our show. And Kevin, it was pretty clear that I mean, there's nothing John Schneider can do to this lineup to 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 kickstart this offense george springer's going to be the leadoff hitter he's told us that boba going to hit second he told us that dalton varsho is going to hit someplace in the middle of the order that's just the way it is right now they basically have no other alternatives there's nothing down on the farm coming here absent some sort of deal this group is going to have to get it going on their own now we saw them against the yankees We saw them against Kyle Gibson tonight. Um, Your
1: thoughts? Yeah, well, look, I think everybody that's played every day at, at some kind of level in baseball sort of goes through this where you're trying too hard. This is what you're, at least I'm seeing from a bunch of guys in this order. A lot of the times when you do see that, you see hands following lower half. There's no separation, right? Foot should go one way, hands should go the other. That keeps your weight back. That keeps you balanced. That allows you to see the ball a little bit better. When you don't see that from a collection of a bunch of guys, and you could go down the list. You just mentioned some of them. Springer, Blatty, we saw that a little bit in his last at bat, right? His hands are following his lower half. That's why you see the pitchers throwing a bunch of hard stuff up. Then they'll spin it, and that's why you're seeing guys miss the barrel, by a ton because of the hands are falling the lower half. That comes from trying too hard. They, they know exactly what we know, Jeff, that mm-hmm. their offense is struggling. They have some guys who are supposed to help carry a baseball team who are quite frankly, right now, not doing that. And, When you don't do that, maybe you grip the bat a little tighter. You try a little bit too hard. That's a collection of a bunch of guys. Yeah, this guy's a very individual kind of thing. This is not something your buddy can walk up to you and help you with. This is an individual thing. This is about you going home, looking in the mirror, and saying stay within yourself. Don't try too hard. I know it's baseball 101, and everybody at this level should know how to do that. But when the offense is starting to look like it's looking, it is very individual. And I want to sort of say because I struggled a lot it is very simple of just saying what I just mentioned your front foot goes one way your hands go the other I stay balanced I have good rotation if I have all of those things I see the ball better when I see the ball better I get my pitch I don't swing at pitchers pitches if you do that of a collection of a lineup these guys have a bunch of talent that will line up exactly the way they want it to, and they'll start hitting baseballs a little bit better, going line to line, scoring more runs, helping a pitching staff who, quite frankly, right now needs it. I'll take your word for it. Um, or he could just quit and not try anymore. <laughs> uh, the good news is George
0: Springer got a double tonight, the second double of the year. The bad news is he also got a first-inning single that he tried to stretch into double and was thrown out, and that kind of set the tone. Uh, for the entire you evening, you think
1: he, only, he knew he only had one double on the year? I'm sure he did.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's not like he's been in second base an awful lot these days. So maybe he, you know, maybe he was be nice. You know, just getting be nice. getting there was half the battle for George Springer. But that really did the leadoff single, getting thrown out, trying to stretch it. I mean, a sign of a guy, I think, trying to do too much. Uh, which gets to what you said about these guys. These guys, listen, these guys know what's going on. They don't need Jeff Blair, or Kevin Barker, anybody Absolutely. to tell them. They know what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, it, it's, it's May 19th, but they, you know, they can look at the numbers. They know what happened against the New York Yankees. You know, they saw what happened tonight against Kyle Gibson, who, you know, kind of crisp. It's not really Chris basseted them, but, I mean, he threw six different pitches, relying on four of them, kept them off balance. And, um, you know, for the Orioles offensively, Ryan Mountcastle, 15th home run in 43 games against the Blue Jays, 6th home run in 16 games at the Rogers Center.
1: Jeff, what time do we get here today? Me and you. When were we sitting? We were in the, here really early. I would say about two fifteen. Who was on
0: the field? Ryan Mountcastle. What was he doing?
1: He was taking maybe the worst early batting practice was we have ever. It was atrocious. Awful. It was. He even broke his bat, and they were the the shaggers <laughs> in the outfield were. They laughing were laughing at him. him they were they laughing were, at. They, him. they were chirping him. That they were laughing at him. That just goes to show you if you just sort of take a deep breath, exhale, don't have things carry over. From what you're doing before the game actually starts, slow it down a little bit and try and get your pitch because you have tons of talent and you really like facing a baseball team, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what Ryan does. That's the funny thing about baseball, right? It's it's a lot at this level. It's all about what you swing at, and this is why I get back, and this is why I mentioned that because of what his batting practice looked like. The the dude that was putting the ball in the machine was, was laughing, right? I the ball was going all over the place. You know, he's trying to hit line drives, he couldn't do that. He's trying to hit balls out of the yard, he couldn't do that. And then he broke his bat, and everybody on the field was laughing at
0: him. So Jorge Mateo was also taking early BP with him, and at one point he just walked out and grabbed his bat. <laughs> (laughs) And gave him his own bat. So, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, The Jays had a chance in the eighth inning, a golden chance, their best chance, frankly. Kevin Kiermaier, who, you know, seems to be at the center of a lot of things these days, leads off with a single. George Springer steps up, gets that double into the corner, ground rule double. I mean, frankly, Kiermaier probably scores if it doesn't go into the seats. Gets a ground rule double. Now Now you're set. Now you're set. You got two on. You got Bo coming up. You got Vladdy coming up. You got Varsho coming up. Bo grounds out 4-3. Productive out. Run scores. Vladdy comes up. Puts up a good battle against Yenye Cano, mm-hmm. a guy who, I mean, how many hits did he give up coming into this game? He gave four, up, I think. Yeah, well, he gave up two tonight. Uh, Vladdy battles him. But uh, misses on a a 91-mile-an-hour change. I laugh every time I say that. Misses on a 91-mile-an-hour change. And then Dalton Varsho came up, and, you know, you can figure out what happened at that point. Uh, And that was pretty much it for the Blue Jays' ninth inning. Uh, The Orioles tacked on a couple of runs on Adam Frazier's home run. And uh, the Orioles hit three home runs tonight, in addition to Ryan Mountcastle. Anthony Santander also hit a home run. 6-2 6-2 was the final for the orioles the first of three games the numbers to call 416-870-0590 star 591 triple let's get right to the phone lines nick from toronto you want to talk about the toughness of this division and the lack of offense with runners in scoring position
2: yeah absolutely first of all great show guys i appreciate you. your uh, you guys honesty no sugarcoating, whatever. That's great. Um, yeah, first of all, I think the Jays are just bad luck. Like stuck in a division. Last year, New York, I mean, got off to a great start, basically ran away with the division. This year, I don't think Tampa Bay will run away. I think they're going to come back. But everybody's above 500 in the division. The Jays could be in last place by the end of this weekend. That's just that's just unfortunate. I don't know. You can't catch a break. It's it's just really tough. And then. To compound things, I I think the p- problems now with the pitching. The pitching is I think it's possible, but it's the hitting. They can't hit with the runner in scoring. Because the last year was atrocious. They were last in the league. This year seems like it was got off to a good start, but now like it seems to. You can't do it like with, with less than two out, runner on third. You got to drive that run in no matter what. If so they are not doing it, and uh, I think they, they have less power. This year too. Last year, Without last year you got to Oscar, uh, and then this year they, they have less. Uh, it's a sad. Uh, like this past, this past week, I see like the Yankees, the Orioles hitting bombs out of here, except for the Jays. They only got uh, what? Jansen got one on Wednesday night. Saved their uh, bacon, and that's it. Like ooh, I don't know what you guys think. Like uh, they can't. They, never mind World Series. They may not even make the wild card. This keeps up. Well, I don't know your, your guys' thoughts on how to. I'll pass finish. it on. And,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks, Nick. I'll pass it. I'll pass it on. Yeah, all all, all,
1: all those points I think Nick are fair. Like, like again, this is they have the talent that they have enough guys one through nine. They're well, all. Well, I think ba- they have enough. Talent. Yeah, well, they do. They, yeah, they, if they have better at bats, they get better pitches to hit. They. You know, slow the game down a little bit. I know it sounds simple. I know it sounds baseball 101. Everybody should be able to do that. Sometimes it's hard, right? The expectations are off the charts here. When you got guys who get off the slow start, Springer, I mean, looks lost up until the last couple of days. Bo's basically been the only guy that's really hitting. Vladdy, I know, has been hitting over 300, but for me anyway, it's a little bit of a soft 300. I mean, I think just. If certain guys get a little bit better separation, you know, just stay within themselves and try and simplify it. Start sort of with their superstars and, you know, Vladdy starts hammering some baseballs. The, the, the Orioles do have some really good pitching, Jeff. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, oh, yeah. again, I, I we said this today on our show. Sometimes when you're a fan of one team, it's very hard to say that the other team's really good too. Like they add and subtract. They throw it where they want to throw it. They throw it to the hitter's weakness. Sometimes it's accumulation of a bunch of things. I do think it's not because of lack of effort, so just try and simplify it, I think, if they do that, because they do have talent, at least the names on the back of the jersey that are supposed to think you have talent, if they just simplify it, I do think they're going to turn this thing around, and they'll be right there in September fighting for what they want to fight for. Yeah, it's, uh, look, again, Vladdy,
0: we've, we've talked about this a great deal. Vladdy... Vladdy Vladdy needs to carry this team at some point, and you're right. He is you know, the average is is decent, but it's, it's just not it's not the same type of Vladdy that we've seen. Yeah, well, if, yeah. You, if I had told you that we'd be sitting here in the third week in May and he still hadn't homered at the Rogers Center, you would not have believed me.
1: I'd ask if he's hurt. That would be the well, first thing. And
0: and this is further to Nick's point about bad luck. You know, one thing I will say. The Jays have had better luck in terms of health than any team in this division no for the question. most part. That's actually not that's not true. The Orioles have had the Orioles have had have pretty good health as well. But you know, you the Yankees aren't crying. The Yankees have, sure. have have been without most of their pitchers for most of the season so far. Boston, they've had health issues. Tampa I mean Tampa Bay has has a different pitcher go on the IL every day mm-hmm. and they still seem to keep winning. So mm-hmm. that this kind of the thing that concerns me about where the Jays are right now is they're not going to they're not going to go through a whole year without one of their dudes getting hurt and missing maybe not significant periods of time enough time but missing enough time yeah that hasn't happened yet sure. for the most part and that you know there's there's no excuse for their for this 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 type of run from the Blue Jays at home they're really I'm looking for one there
1: isn't There's no excuse. I I, I do think the slow start from Brandon Belt, I think the slow start from George Springer, I think the, you know, in between, Vladdy's had a steady year. He just hasn't had that spurt where he is for a week. It's just there's no getting him out. He's hammering everything you throw up there. He just hasn't had one of those weeks yet. I do think they're going to have one of those weeks. That that's what you. If you're a Jays fan, you got to hang your hat on the pitching's been good enough. You mentioned the, that today. Yeah. The pitching's ha- for the most part. And tonight was. Yeah, hey, look, that's the way a uh, number five on, on a team is supposed to look, right? Against a good team, like they're supposed to look like that. Where it's uh, it's a battle to get through every inning, right? I mean, you say he had a couple of good innings, but other than that, it's a battle, right? It's. Mm-hmm. I think what did he have? He had nine out of twenty strike ones. Like that's just not good enough. But you get back to where he's at in the rotation. I think you sort of should expect that, right? You'll have a really good start. You'll have one of those mediocre starts. But I do think if you're a Jays fan, have a little faith in your lineup to hopefully they'll well, turn you, it around and have better at bats. Yeah, and, and the simple fact of the
0: matter is you have no choice because nothing's, nothing's coming to make it better other than the guys in the lineup. Card and I and I, don't, and
1: I don't believe that, say, moving Varsho down to
3: the seven hole is going to change the yeah. way you pitch to him, right? David from Aurora, you want to give Adley Rushman some love. I really do. I mean, we just saw Aaron Judge do his thing in town. Now we got the Orioles in town with Adley Rushman and crew. I gotta mention Ryan Mountcastle because it seems like he loves to play against the Blue Jays. Oh
0: boy, does he ever Man. But, I might so, almost
3: trade for that dude just to get him <laughs> just to get him away from me, if you know what I mean. I agree with you, and I would take him on my team any day of the week. I don't know where we'd play him, but anyways I digress. I think that the Blue Jays are in a good spot. To steal a phrase from you, Jeff, you don't really look at the stats until June. And in my opinion, the first April, April and May, that's when you get a look at the ceiling, or sorry, the floor of your team. We know what the ceiling of this team is. Like Kevin was saying there, Vladdy's going to get hot for a week. George is going to get hot for a month, hopefully. Hopefully it's in September and October. And we know what this team can do. We just also know where the holes are on this team. But like you said, we're not having anybody else coming up to fix the holes. So hopefully we get ourselves in a good position in June and July. We did have the toughest part of the schedule, in my opinion. I was at a lot of games this past week because we're playing the Yankees and Braves. Good games to see. I I, I really believe in this crew. I'd like to see Witt move down in the order. He led the league in hits for a long time. I know that we talk about our four, five, six hitters needing to be run producers. Not every run producer falls off the tree and is ready to hit RBIs. So, I, I, I mean, maybe you put Witt up there in the top three, move guys back down so they're in more run-producing situations. Give me your thoughts on that. Thanks.
1: Appreciate the call, Mr. Barker. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're you, you're not. You're putting him one, two, or three? Yeah. I'm, I'm... You, know, you got to hit him clean up? You're going to hit him fifth. Like, I, I, I just, I just I, and, until your, your big boys up front, other than Bo, start doing the things that everybody thinks they should be doing. I, I just I just don't know if moving, you know, a Whit Merrifield up to wherever you would want to move and putting a Kevin Kiermaier, which, you know, that's has been some thought. Maybe you lead him off. You you put George in the two hole. Maybe you leave Vladdy in the three hole. You can put Bo, which you love, in the cleanup spot. I mean, that might be a, a little something, but how would Kevin look right? Would he change things? Would he try to do something different? I mean, he's sort of comfortable where that's, he's at. So I don't, I it's, that's a very tough call, right? That's, that's something the organization and the coaches in the room have to have a really good feel for it. To, to, you know, not to what's that saying? Two wrongs don't make a right. At least for me anyway, Mike from
0: Melville, Saskatchewan. Go ahead, Mike.
4: Hey guys, how's it going? I love the show. It's uh, nice to talk to you. So I just wanted to make a couple points of the lineup. You know, uh, you know, Varsho is struggling, I love the guy, but I mean you know, Brandon Belt and all like I mean, why not reward the man with uh, he's been, you know, doing very well. But the other thing is I was listening to the walk off with uh Adam and uh, Scott there and they they brought up some interesting stats on Matt Chapman who hasn't hit home run I suppose, like since April eighteenth and and maybe he's only had one RBI in the last month, but you know, and then you're looking at Danny Jansen, it blew my hair, like it's just like he's got twenty two RBIs, less than hundred at bats and uh, I know his batting average is low, but would it be insane to maybe pop him up, you know, in the four or five?
0: I mean, I think it would. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, you know, look, I, I think Kevin, and, and, and thanks for the call, I think Kevin's right here. You look at this lineup, there's really only one move to make if John Schneider wanted to do that, I think. And that's Kiermeyer in the second spot and Bo in the cleanup spot. Yeah. And I don't know if I like that right now. If George Springer isn't going, it doesn't matter who you hit second, to be honest. Um, But that's the only, you know, Chapman, fourth or fifth. eh, I mean, that doesn't really float my boat. Brandon Belt. Everybody keeps telling me Brandon Belt's getting there and getting there and getting there and getting there. And all I see is him popping up to uh, left field last night and essentially the biggest at-bat of the game and basically ruining, ruining whatever chance the Jays had of a comeback. You know, to me, Brandon Belt... Brandon Belt's a guy who can hit 7th or 8th, maybe 6th, but 7th or 8th for me. I, I just don't see anybody else you can move up into the middle of the order. I, I, I really don't. Elite Kiermaier to the second spot seems to be the only thing you can do. And I don't know if i go to Bo right now and say, you know what, I, we— you're, you're having a you're having a real good start here. Uh, we'd like to move in the cleanup spot because Kevin Kiermaier is
1: going to go into the number two spot. I I, I, do, I do think Bo would do whatever it took to help the team win a baseball game. He understands how everybody else is looking. I, you're trying to play for the beginning. That that would be why you would move people around, right? And if you think that Kevin Kiermaier could help get on base for the hottest hitter that you have in Bo Bichette and Vladimir Carrera Jr. could do whatever Vladdy's going to try and do. Close your hottest guy. Maybe that would be the only move you make, but. I mean, I've said, right. listen, I've, I've said
0: from spring training, I think Bo Bichette should be the cleanup hitter. And, you know, I get looked at like I have three heads from a lot of people. So, um, but, I mean, I'll go. I Again, you're playing for the big inning. You are. And there's only one guy I want up there right now with men in base, and that's Bo. No question. I, I, it, there's nobody else in this team. I mean, with all due respect there's nobody else in this team and right now. Up there.
1: Again, we, we can we can continue to say it however you want to say it. Until Springer and Vladdy do what those two guys are capable of doing, does it really matter where the lineup's at? Yeah. No, you're
0: you're you're right. You know, and it unless
1: I mean, we had this discussion today
0: and we've kind of been developing it. You know, I keep looking at this lineup and I keep thinking to myself, it's almost as if it's almost as if Ross Atkins had a deal to make this offseason that fell through and the Jays just started plugging after that. I I, I just I failed to believe that you would move Teoscar Hernandez, whatever you may think of Teoscar Hernandez, and I don't like him in the field. I don't know if I necessarily I don't know if I necessarily like him in my team. Uh, I don't know if he's a winning 80, guy. Though. But he's gonna hit home runs and he's gonna drive in runs. And I, I, I just I c I can't believe you would sort of punt on that. And not address it, and you're not going to address it by bringing in Kevin Kiermeyer. Maybe Dalton Varsho helps to a, a little bit, but that alone isn't going to address the situation. Brandon Belt's certainly not going to address the situation, and you know, the idea that he was ever going to be the cleanup hitter in this team was laughable. To, I mean, the second they, they they brought him in here, so I mean, that's I, I wonder about that, and and you know maybe Ross Atkins at some point has to make a move, and and get another bat in here because lineup right now to me just seems to be missing something and i think you're spot on and that's something that, that's something isn't somebody who can hit eighth or ninth and, and roll the lineup over that's something somebody who can hit fourth or fifth for me if you're not going to hit you both want up fourth with two fifth.
1: outs with a bunch of runners on. bingo
0: ryan from stony creek you want to talk about you say kikuchi
4: uh, yeah. Um,
0: I just, I was wondering, do you, th- do you guys think he was pulled a little too early or did he kind of look like he was struggling again and that's why he was yanked? Um, just to, just to be subbed out for Richards. I mean, honestly, in all seriousness, Richards has looked really good this year, but, uh, he still got rocked. I do not I'm, want Ryan. I don't want Ryan Mountcastle getting a third look at him. Um, right. I just want. Do you think the bullpen maybe got dipped into a little too early, like the nope. day before Manoa starts? No, that was fine. Nope. No, I, I. I mean, yeah. Now you're listen. Your point is with Alec Manoa starting. You're right. You want to have your bullpen. You want to have your bullpen ready. But no, I, I mean, I had no problem with that. Trevor Richards has been good. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I just don't want Ryan Mountcastle. I mean, he's he's walked and and hit a home run. I don't want Ryan Mountcastle seeing uh, seeing you say Kikuchi. Again, with the man on base, I, I, I just don't. I, I I didn't have any problem with that. I mean, you know, I mean, Kevin, I'll ask you this. Now, Eric Swanson gave up a two-run home run to Adam Fraser tonight. Eric Swanson's given up a couple of home runs. And mm-hmm. I believe in two of his last three outings, he's given up home runs. You seeing anything different? Because Eric Swanson, other than Jordan Romano, I would suggest has been the most reliable for reliever reliever for this team.
1: He he has put, pitched some some pretty high leverage spots, right? The heart rate's got to really go up when he comes in, and you know every pitch matters the way it does. It's a decent pitch. I mean, it's a split finger down. Maybe that's the bat path of of Frazier because he is left handed. He's got a little natural uppercut in his swing. Uh, every once in a while, you're going to give up a homer. I mean, you're facing big league hitters, yeah, right? Absolutely. I, I think. Uh, Every every time a guy comes in and gives up a hit or a homer, I don't think you can point at the finger like that. And 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 again, we we get back to this, and we said this today on our show. It's very hard to point the finger at the pitching. It's not the pitching. No, like they're they're doing enough. I mean, they all may not always get it done to the to the nth degree, but they're giving this team a chance to have the we, big inning, which is we what said were trying to do right. We said going into the year. This
0: pitching, this bullpen was good enough to get you to the playoffs. We thought you might have to make some moves in the bullpen to make you better in the playoffs. I don't think we thought the starting rotation necessarily needed anything. All of that was predicated on the lineup doing something. Sure, All of that needed Springer to be Springer and Bo to be Bo and Vladdy to be Vladdy and somebody to do something down lower in the order, you know, which... Yeah, further to Kevin's point, look, if Vladdy's doing Vladdy things and Springer's doing Springer things, Merrifield, Jansen, and Kiermaier, that's an okay 7-8-9 no for oh, me. Oh,
2: absolutely. That's a,
0: that, I have no problem with that 7-8-9 if the rest of the lineup is performing. No question. 6-2, the Blue Jays lose tonight to the Baltimore Orioles. They get to do it again tomorrow. Grayson Rodriguez, the Orioles' top pitching prospect, will be in the hill for the Orioles. Alec Manoa for the Blue Jays. We will take a break and come back take a look at the AL East standings take a look at the AL East scoreboard and get back to the phone lines. They're full. We'll get as many callers as we can. It's Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Sportsnet Radio Network.
4: Yeah, probably just pressing a little bit, you know, um, especially against a dude like Gibson. You got to get him in the middle of the plate. Um, Mm -hmm. He was pretty, uh, pretty economical, I think. You know, he was Living on the edges, and you know we got to just do a better job of, you know, swinging the pitches we want to swing at. So I know I know it it sucks, and when you're in a little bit rut of a rut like this, everyone wants to do it, and you got to just understand that it's it's going to come.
2: As
0: John Schneider, manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, something he talked about in Blair and Barker today: There's no point at swinging the pitches, even if you can reach them, that you can't do damage on. Don't be afraid to be down 0-1 and and get a better pitch to hit. Absolutely, that, that, that's what the message was going into this game, and uh, well, let's see if the message uh, if the message uh, message registers a little better tomorrow. Uh, time for the major league standings watch presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. 19 plus. Play responsibly. Ontario only. Nothing but bad news on the out of town scoreboard, I'm afraid. Uh-oh. Uh oh. For the Blue Jays, the Tampa Bay Rays beat the Milwaukee Brewers 1 0. The New York Yankees beat the Cincinnati Reds 6 2. Shout out to the Yankees. Clark Schmidt came out uh, of the dugout with sticky hands. Only this time the umpire and crew said, you know what? Go back in and wash it, and we'll give you a second chance. Which they did. That's awfully nice. Shout out to Brian Onora. Awfully nice of him. David Bell, the manager of the Reds, came out and said, what the hell's up with you guys? He was ejected. So there you go. Yankees still winning 6-2. The Boston Red Sox are in San Diego. You might think you're going to have some luck there if you're a Blue Jays fans. Nope. No chance, folks. Red Sox are up 6 nothing over San Diego in the third inning. Manny Machado going in the IL for the San Diego Padres Ouch. today. So. As we stand right now, the Tampa Bay Rays are 33 and 13. They have lost six of their last 10 games. Here come the Baltimore Orioles, 29 and 16, 7 and 3 in their last 10 games. The New York Yankees are 27 and 20, 7 and 3 in their last 10 games. The Toronto Blue Jays, 4 and 6. They're 25 and 20. The Red Sox, 24 and 20. They could be tied with the Blue Jays after tonight if they can beat the San Diego. Padres, four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety 870 590 star 591 6 2 the Blue Jays losing to the Baltimore Orioles, Eric from Saskatoon, you want to talk about the story of the day, well I would suggest maybe the story of the week, the lack of offense.
4: Yeah, well everybody's basically talking about the same thing, haven't we, um, and it's, yeah, listening to this game, it's just abundantly clear that our hitting is not good enough. At the beginning of the season, do you think that, you knew that I don't know, we'd be have the record that we would and the three biggest issues on the team were Manoa not being awesome, Springer being very underwhelming, and Vladdy not being able to hit a home run at home. Um, mm-hmm. do you think uh, like those three things nope. all going kind of sideways that we'd even have the record we would? Nope. kinda we've been pretty fortunate so far that we are where we are and we That's still have a chance to compete point. in the division we're in it's yeah. quite something that everybody else has stepped up and been pretty darn good and yeah. it's ridiculous i don't know i think the order needs to be shaken up but i don't know what else because there's not much the general manager can do he tried to address issues in the in the off season and they're not turning out terribly well so far but at least the outfield defense is better i mean last yeah. year that was a massive issue so
0: yeah the problem tried to right now the problem right now with trying to make a with, with with trying to make a trade is there's only so much bandwidth that front offices have. And right now, quite frankly, most people most front offices, not just this one, most front offices are focused on the upcoming draft. That's just the sorta of the you know, the the game's biorhythms, if you want to call it that. So uh, typically you start to see trade talks pick up after the draft. I I, I mean look, I, I Unless there's a blockbuster out there to be made. And let's face it, what would you be looking at? You'd be looking at trying to trade with a team that is so far out of the playoff race that they have no chance. Uh, or or you look at a team like the San Diego Padres who are Ooh. scuffling. Maybe they want to make a move to quote-unquote shake things up. I don't think teams necessarily do that as much as a lot of people think they do. But, mm-hmm. but even then, if that's the case, you ask yourself... What do the Jays have you'd want? I mean, with all due respect, you're not trading Vladdy. You're not trading Bo. You're not trading George Springer. You know, Matt Chapman, you're not going to trade Matt Chapman. That leaves a hole. Nobody, you know, the other guys, I mean, you've traded your your major trade ship in Gabriel Moreno, Alejandro Kirk, there was interest in him. I don't think anybody would be interested in him right now. And you've essentially got nothing down in the minor leagues other than maybe a Relvis Martinez. Uh, Ricky Tiedemann's got a sore arm. So, I mean, this is an organization that, you know, again, as as we said a little earlier, the the improvement is going to have to largely come from within. At some point, a move may present itself. But, Kevin, Springer, Guerrero, they got to be better. If they're better I don't think we're necessarily talking about – if they're better, we go from talking about adding an impactful middle-of-the-order bat
1: to maybe filling in around the edges
0: a little bit. Yeah. Or an eighth-inning There it is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm in that camp. Like, it's going to be hard to – to trade uh, for, a, for a run producer. Like, you're not looking for just a, a, a Kevin Barker. You're looking for a dude to come yeah. in here that can hit cleanup, get it down and get it singing, and those don't grow on trees. So I'm with you. You know, it, for me, it's it's Springer and Vladdy. Like, like Bo's doing his thing. If Springer and Vladdy just sort of kick it in another little gear, which, look, the the bats from Springer, they look better. Yeah, like they his, were better. his finish looked better. He was getting barreled to baseball. When's the last time we could say that? ball was coming off his bat the way it was supposed to. You it got was a missing defenders. You it got was a missing defenders, yeah. which is exactly what you want. So maybe you can carry this over, start having some more bats, start hitting some more home runs with some dudes on base. Would help a lot because Kevin Kiermaier at the bottom of the order is getting on all the time. And if Laddie can do his thing, yeah, I think that's what you need.
0: Yeah, and, you know, if you are looking for a good sign, they did put a little something together against a guy in Yenye Kano who's been unhittable uh, this year for the Baltimore Orioles. But – yeah, you know, I I think I think there was there there was maybe this idea that once the New York Yankees left town, you know everybody could take a breath and step back and reset. We've been saying all along. Uh, I mean the Baltimore Orioles are not they're not going they're for away. Real. They they are for real. They and are. you know what? They are going to be better by the end of the year because they're getting some of their pitchers back. Experience. They're getting some of their pitchers back, and they got three kids coming up that two of them could probably start for the Blue Jays right now. And that's, that's not all they have. So they're in a prime position. They're in a prime position to make a big move, a significant pitching move. They're not going away this year. They're not going away in 2024, 2025, or 2026 either. You're going, to be, you're going to be dealing with the Baltimore Orioles a great deal in the next couple of years. So that's life in the AL East right now. And you're done with these folks. Where do you go? You go to Tampa for four games against the Rays. We talked about this earlier, going into this stretch, 30 games in in, in 31 days, 17 games in a row against uh, against really good teams. George, George and Vlady have to get it going. If that doesn't happen, then it's going to be tough. I think we're just going to have to throw our hands in the air. 6-2, the Blue Jays lost to the Baltimore Orioles tonight. The second game of the three-game series goes tomorrow afternoon at three o seven. right here on Sportsnet 590. The fan and Sportsnet, thank you for listening to Blue Jays baseball brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Did you know that vehicles rust faster in warmer weather? As the weather warms and we all get ready for summer, make sure your vehicle is protected from rust with Crown. Visit crown.com for your nearest location.